day 283. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to convince you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. Mm. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. Day 283. Yep. Man, we're in Galatians 4. You know, Galatians 4 through 6, the back half of Galatians. So remember last time we were talking about uh, Galatians 3, where, where Paul is going to end off and say, yo, man, like you're ultimately sons of Abraham and sons of God all by faith, right? You have received the spirit. The promise of Abraham has been refi- uh, uh, re- fulfilled in you apart from the law, right? Yep. And so Paul is going to come here and he's continuing to talk. And he says, you know, even more so, he's going to use his slavery metaphor all throughout. Right. He's going to say, man, and you know what happened at the right time, at the appointed time, at the climax of history. Right. God sent his son. Right. Right. Who was born under the law. Mm. Right. Uh, born of a woman, born of the law to redeem those uh, under the law so that we might receive adoption as sons. He's right. saying, listen, to try to be justified by Christ and the law right. is to actually uh, dishonor Christ. Right. Right. Who came to save you. Right. And be a sufficient savior himself. No, no, I I love it too, man, especially in this book where people keep on, right, the Judaizers, they come in and they keep uh, referring to the rules, the regulations, mm-hmm. the things that people have to keep. Yeah. And Paul is going to continually say, listen, no, 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 it's not rules, 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 relationship. He's constantly going to talk mm-hmm. about family, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know, that's the thing about family, especially the metaphor of adoption mm. as sons right yeah you let servants and employees go when they don't keep the the rules right mm-hmm. like i've never been let go from a job but i've seen people let go from a job <laughs> yeah i fire people from their job because they haven't kept their rules right but what he's saying is no listen this is sonship it's mm. something more lasting more enduring more mm. secure more permanent mm-hmm. and paul's point's really going to be like once you really start to get that and that starts to set in yeah uh, it changes and not just sonship, yeah. then he's going to go ahead and say, all right, look, bam, mm-hmm. let me tell you this story about two sons. Yeah. And so it's crazy because one of the things that he does is he he uses slavery, right, right as a metaphor. But then he, right. he intertwines it with like Hagar and Sarah. Right. So this is why we go through the whole Bible because right. understanding the Old Testament helps you see the new testament you won't know any clue what paul is talking about unless you've read and understood the yeah. significance of both of those and paul is a is a, an astute sophisticated interpreter of scripture right and he says listen listen the one the son that came from hagar was not the son of promise right they had a child but yeah. that wasn't the one god promised right abraham tried to make god's promises come to earth in his own power god right. says wait for my power right sarah has a son this is the one of promise. He's saying in the same way. That's it. Before, yeah, before the law was even instituted still. Right. The same way you guys are sons. Yeah. And so, in other words, he's going to come down in five and talk about, yo, like, for freedom, Christ has set us free. And his whole point is this. To say that you want to live under the law as a Christian is equivalent to saying, as an Israelite, that you want to go back to Egypt. Right. It's it's trying to go back to bondage. <laughs> right. 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 And Paul is saying, no, like for freedom, Christ has set you free. Right. Right. Live free. And he'll go on in five to talk about 
what it means to live what it as looks free like and then people. it gives yeah oh then it gives this new way of life man and here's what i love right 16 this is what i love you i say walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh right mm. here's why i think this is important but before it gets to the fruit of the spirit and we'll talk about that um so many people think of Christianity as do's and don'ts, that the Bible is just this big book of rules. Do this, do this, and don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. In 516, Paul sets a different paradigm. Mm -hmm. Paul's like, no, 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 listen. It's not do's and don'ts. Mm. It's really do's and won'ts. Mm. Paul's like, no, 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 look, if you walk by the Spirit and that's your aim, yeah. no, 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 then you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. That yeah. if you focus on the positive and what God has called you to do, yeah. that type of love that fills your heart and love that expresses itself through deeds crowds out the stuff, like crowds out all the room in your heart. Yeah. So the desires of the flesh come knocking mm. and the door of your heart has the sign up that says, occupied. Mm -hmm. The spirit already fills me. There's no room for you to get in. That's good. Yeah, yeah. And so he just presents this new way of man living by the spirit mm. and you won't gratify the desires of the flesh. Absolutely. And when Paul is talking about the law here, he's talking about, he says, yo, like if you really want to be under the law, you have to keep the whole thing, right? Right. And what Paul is saying is like, y'all are so concerned with the letter of the law that you miss the spirit of the law. Mm. The spirit of the law is to love God and, and love, love your, your neighbor. neighbor. And that's why Paul is going to say, yo, serve one another through love. Right. Right. He's not saying, no, no, no. You're saved and you just sit docile in a basement and cut off from all people right. in life and community. He says, no, go and serve people now. Yep. Go and love people now. And then he At, shows us how with the fruit of the spirit. Yes. And I love that the context of loving God and love your neighbor. Remember, mm -hmm. Paul is writing this to a group of people, yes. right? So that they would read this and hear of this together. So it's helpful for us mm. not to think of the fruit of the spirit yes. as an afternoon snack that you can enjoy in the comfort of your hotel room by yourself. I was going to say that, yeah. This is not that. Yeah. This is something that's only displayed, realized, seen, felt, tasted in community, community right? Mm. Love, right? Joy. Peace. How do you know if you're really loving yeah. unless you find yourself in community with people that are unlovable mm. and you love them anyway, right? Mm. Patience. How do you know you're really, pa you can't know that by yourself. You know it if you're in a community with a bunch of people that act like jerks sometimes and you're <laughs> yes. able to, right? Yeah, show and extend that grace. And what he's mm. saying is that's mm. it. The proof is in the pudding. If this fruit is born from your life. I love that because 516, like you talked about, it really, like the rest of uh, the book can be read through 516. Right. right? Walk by the Spirit. Um, and so he's going to say uh, the fruit of the Spirit, like you just mentioned, right. actually in the Old Testament was promised, right? God right. promised that God's people would be fruitful in the last days. Uh, and that will be proof that he has restored his people. That's the good. The Spirit comes down. Literally, we think of the fruit of the Spirit as just these deeds. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's evidence right. that the spirit is actually in you. It's mm. evidence that you have really been bought, purchased, and redeemed by the blood of Jesus. And he goes on in six and says, yo, like, man, I know good deeds, man, you can get worn out. He says, yo, do not get tired of doing good, right? For we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. Therefore, as we have the opportunity, whenever yeah. you have the opportunity, let us work for the good of all people, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be good citizens, not just good Christians, but he says, especially those who belong to the household 
of faith, right? And he adds this kind of like play on words in the proper time and the opportunity, same word in Greek. And he's just saying like, no, like seize opportunities right. to do good to someone, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not just, again, and this is not just in the life of the church, right. but this is to your neighbor, right? Right. Um, that you live next to or that you're in community with as well. So Yeah. 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 Uh, let's pray. Yeah. Let's pray. Oh, yeah. God, I pray that you would help us to take advantage and to do good whenever we have the chance. Would you remind us we're filled with your spirit? And what that means is that we can go out and live and serve like you've called us to do, God. Help us to be reminded, um, yeah, that you've called us to love you and to love one another. And if our life is consumed with those two things, there won't be room for anything else. Help us to walk by the Spirit. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.